What's happening, everybody? Justin, Bridgewater's Finest on YouTube, Blockbuster underscore guy on Twitter, fueled, as always, by the incredible folks at Nerd Tees. And ladies and gentlemen, it is championship weekend of my weekly NFL football pick show for the 2018-2019 NFL season. The results from the divisional round looked a little closer to what we've been more or less used to this season. Straight up in the divisional round, I went 3-1. and one. The only game I got incorrect was taking the Colts to upset Kansas City. That obviously did not work out. So 3-1 and one in the divisional round now has me 4-4 four and four on the playoffs with three games obviously left to go. Against the spread, went 2-2. Two and two. Over under, went 2-2. Two and two. That only has us 3-5 and five here against the spread. Basically, not basically, this is just straight up math. We gotta win out in order to have an over 500 playoff against the spread. Over under, we've already secured an over 500 playoff. We're at 6-2 and two on the over under so far in these playoffs. As, of course, everyone would have predicted with how incredible my total picks were this year. In the Bridgewater's Finest Pick'em Pool, I've moved up from a tie for 8th place into 7th place all alone, out of 43 people making picks. That's 1,468 out of 2,145 possible confidence points. That's a clip of 68%, and it's just below our overall leader. In the divisional round, again, where I only got the one upset pick wrong, I brought in 36 out of 40 possible confidence points. That's a clip of 90%, which is an excellent week, but it's not good enough to win the week. Shout out to the seven people in the pool who picked the divisional round perfectly. They went 4-0, brought in all 40 possible confidence points. It's obviously always a great week when you go four for four, you go perfect straight up, and uh, seven people managed to do it in the divisional round. We also have a new overall leader, Teddy Ted, jumps over Titans to take over the overall lead. 173 and 89 with the two ties on the season, 1,485 out of the 2,145 possible confidence points. That's a clip of 69%. The top 12 teams in the pool are still mathematically alive. And if you look at where I'm sitting in seventh place, one to seven, it's divided by 17 points. So, I mean, it's really, really close near the top. It is still anybody's game. And we got a dozen people still alive. In the official NFL YouTube Prognosticators Pick'em Pool, I remain in 4th place out of 49 people in the pool. 131 out of the 264 games now played so far in the regular season and the playoffs picked correctly against the spread according to Yahoo's lines. That is still just under 50% as I went 2-2 two and two in the divisional round against the spread. That's only 50%. Shout out to our division round co-winners, Andrew JW Pats fan 1989, Andrew Warren, a fellow NFL YouTube prognosticator, as well as another fellow NFL YouTube prognosticator, Gavin OC4, that is Gavin O'Connor. They both went three and one in the divisional round against the spread, 75%. Never anything wrong with that. Special note also to Gavin. By virtue of going 3-1, and one, he remains the only person still alive in the pool to catch MN Beast for the overall lead. MN Beast, 137 of the 264 games, picked correctly against the spread. That's only 52%. Gavin is the only one still alive to possibly topple MN Beast for the season title. 
So if you went 4-0 straight up in the divisional round, shout out to you. Shout out to Teddy Ted for leading my pool. Shout out to Andrew JW Pats fan and Gavin OC4 for winning the divisional round in the U in the Progs pool. Well, was the YouTube pool. The Progs pool. And of course, shout out to MN Beast. We bow to his voodoo knowledge. He remains the overall leader with only three games left to go. And I'll take this opportunity, as I always do, to remind you that if you go to the description of the YouTube video or of the audio file on SoundCloud or iTunes or wherever you happen to get your podcasts, you are going to find all of my results from last week, all of my straight up against the spread and over under plays for championship weekend. You're going to find information on joining the NFL YouTube Prognosticators Facebook page. You're going to find information on joining the Bridgewater's Finest and official NFL YouTube Prognosticators Pick'em Pools. And you're going to find information on the wonderful folks at Nerd Tees. NerdTees.ca, ladies and gentlemen, you know them, you love them, or you should by now. Enter that promo code BWFINEST at checkout. You're going to save 15% at checkout on your purchase. If you're buying in bulk, you go over 75 bucks. If you happen to live in Canada, bingo bango, you're going to get free shipping in Canada on that order. If you're one of my many, many listeners from the United States, boom, two clicks of a button, everything's in US dollars. You get a great conversion on the US dollar. Today's blend is Kiwi-licious. Again, it's a cold January day in Nova Scotia. I need reminders of spring and summer and a delicious Kiwi-tasting tea is just what the doctor ordered. Once again, folks, that website, nerdtees.ca, that promo code BWFINEST, those savings, 15%, that free shipping on orders over 75 bucks in Canada. Find yourself something to love or find someone you love something to love you can do it on nerdtees.ca. We have got two incredible championship games in the AFC and the NFC to talk about this weekend. Let's get into our championship weekend picks, and we're going to start in the AFC. The AFC championship game in 2019 features a one versus two matchup. The New England Patriots, now 12-5 and on the season, winners of three consecutive games, travel to Arrowhead. They have to go to Kansas City to take on the 13-4 and Kansas City Chiefs, winners of back-to-back -back games. These two teams met in week six of this regular season. That was a 43-40 victory for the New England Patriots. However, that game was in New England. Noteworthy that the Chiefs have won two straight games, head-to-head -head in Kansas City, but those games date back as far as 2005. Chiefs, as we mentioned, 13-4, and four, outscoring opponents by an average of 35-26 to 26 on the season, including their one playoff game. They've scored 24 points or more in all 17 of their games this season, so once again, we'll be ratcheting their uh, watershed marks up a full touchdown this week. They've allowed 23 points or fewer in 8 of their 17 games, so 50-50 shot, they keep an opponent under 23. Chiefs have put 31 points or more on the board 11 times in 17 games this season, including last week where they just barely got there, but they got there. The Chiefs defense allowed 30 points or more in 5 of their 17 games this season, which included 3 of their 4 losses on the year. Patriots sitting comfortably at 12 and 5 overall on the season, outscoring opponents by a full touchdown, 28 to 21. Patriots have scored 24 points or more 13 times in 17 games this season. They have allowed 23 points or fewer just one more time than Kansas City, nine of their 17 games. 
Chiefs at home have been damn near untouchable, and it's due in large part. I mean, look, the offense has scored points, but it's been the defense, man. 8-1 and one for the Chiefs on their home field this season, outscoring opponents 32 to 17. I believe we made note that the Chiefs' home schedule this year was pretty cupcake, but they still went out and got it done. Chiefs obviously put up 24 points nine times in nine home games this season. They allowed 23 points or fewer six of those nine games. So six of the eight times on the season that Kansas City allowed 23 points or fewer, they were on their home field. Now, the Chiefs' scoring did go down, obviously, just by the numbers there, a little bit at home this season. They only scored 31 points or more in four of their nine home games. So, obviously not a great percentage there. It's under 500. But, notably, they did not allow a 30-plus point team at home this season. Patriots, honestly, not very good on the road this season. This is a tall task for New England. This is a 3-5 and five road team this season, being outscored on average by two points per game, 24-22. to 22. The Patriots put up 24 points or more in just half of their road games this season, only four of the eight games, and they allowed 23 points or fewer only three times on the road this season. So five of their eight games on the road, they allowed over 23 points. Chiefs are even money over their last four games here, two and two. So they had a two-game mini losing streak before they went on this two-game mini winning streak. But they still have scored opponents by 10 points, 31 to 21, the average score in those games. They put up 24 points or more, obviously, in all four of those games, allowed 23 points or fewer in half of them, two of those last four. The Chiefs have scored 31 points or more in three of those last four games. So the offense is definitely clicking along. I believe I mentioned it last week as well. They only have allowed 30 points or more in one of those last four games. It was their loss when they went to Seattle. Chiefs, the number one total offense from the regular season. New England, no slouches. This is a battle of two top five offenses in terms of total offense on the season. Kansas City, number one. New England, number five. In the pass game, KC remains inside the top five. They're the number three pass offense in football in the regular season. Patriots comfortably within the top 10 at number 8. However, it's in the run game, both on the offensive side and the defensive side of the ball, where I think New England has the biggest advantage in this game. The Patriots, the number 5 run offense in football this season, that was on display again last week. Chiefs, only middle of the pack at number 16. Defensively speaking, it's a clean sweep for the Patriots, but other than the run defense, like this was not exactly a stalwart defense this season. Patriots, the number 21 total defense in football this year. The Chiefs, second from the bottom at number 31 overall. In the secondary, Patriots were also, you know, relatively below average. 22 out of the 32 teams in the NFL. That was the Patriots secondary. The Chiefs, again, second from the bottom at number 31. Tom Brady should not have a ton of difficulty throwing on this defense. Then again, I would have said the same thing about Andrew Luck. Like I mentioned, the run defense is really where the big difference is made here for the Patriots. The Patriots, the number 11 run defense in football. Kansas City, number 27. I cannot wait to see how Sony Michelle and James White and just the multitude of ways that the Patriots deploy their run game. I can't wait to see what this Patriots run game does to this Chiefs defense. 
couple of notable injuries here for the Chiefs, and it's two of the same names that were on the report last week. Spencer Ware at the running back position. He's still questionable in this game. He did not play last week. Hamstring injuries, also nursing a shoulder injury. But look, Williams did an excellent job, I thought, for Kansas City last week. He certainly stepped up where I questioned whether he could or not. So maybe missing Spencer Ware doesn't exactly kill them in this context. Eric Berry did not play also last week. He is still on the injury report. He's still questionable, still nursing that calf injury. Noteworthy here for the Patriots, no significant injuries on the injury report as it stands right now. We're, I mean, we're Wednesday morning, so something could still certainly come up between now and game time, but no significant injuries on the report right now. It's good to see the Gronk's not on the injury report. It's good to see, obviously, the Brady's not on the injury report. To have a clean slate, basically, heading into a game like this, it's a big boost. You know, I talked about this last week when I said that in looking at the Chiefs and Colts game that there were two offenses that I could trust, but really, if I had to choose, probably only one defense that I would personally trust. I can't really say that this week because I'm not 100% sure I trust the Patriots' defense, and I certainly still, even with that performance last week, still don't exactly trust the Chiefs. Look, I didn't think the Patriots were going to get to this point. Honestly, I really didn't. I thought that maybe, depending on the matchup, that they would draw in their first playoff game. A, I didn't think they were going to get the bye. I had the Patriots pegged to lose on wildcard weekend. For the last few weeks of the season, I was like, okay, if they don't get the bye, like they're going to lose to one of the wildcard teams. Obviously, they got the bye. They beat Los Angeles last week. They're back here yet again. I don't think... I don't think deep down I can bet against them. Look, I'll say this. If the Kansas City Chiefs, even though the game's in their own field and they have the advantage in that sense, if the Kansas City Chiefs can do what they did to the Colts last week on defense to the Patriots this week in a conference championship game, it will be very difficult for me personally to bet against them to win the Super Bowl no matter who wins out of the NFC. I will say that that would be the single most impressive thing that I think the Chiefs have done all season. And I think anybody that listens to me knows that I try to look at these games from all angles. I try to look at them from as many different angles as I possibly can and say, well, there's this argument for this side. There's this argument for this side. This is what I think this all boils down to. If the Patriots have made it this far, are they going to not do the thing? And instead, are they going to fail to do the thing against an Andy Reid-led team with what amounts to a rookie quarterback? It feels so disrespectful to call Patrick Mahomes at this point a rookie quarterback. If anybody is going to figure out how to beat the Chiefs and what the Chiefs are doing on offense right now, it's Belichick and the Patriots. It's not the fun pick. The fun pick is Kansas City. It's not the fun pick, but I'm taking New England. Patriots 32, Chiefs 28. New England goes back to the Super Bowl. Against the spread, the Chiefs are three-point favorites at home, so obviously where I like New England to win, we're going to take New England plus the three points. Total in the game set at 54 and a half. 32 plus 28 is 60 points exactly, so we are going to go over 54 and a half points in the AFC Championship game. And in that Super Bowl, they will face the winner, obviously, of the NFC Championship game. So let's take a look at that now. 
The NFC Championship game also features a one versus two matchup. The LA Rams, now 14 and three on the season, winners of three consecutive games, travel to New Orleans to take on the Saints, also 14 and three on the season, having won last week. These two teams played once head-to-head this season. That was back in Week 9, a 10-point victory, 45-35 to for the Saints. This game was in New Orleans. And in fact, the Saints have won the last three head-to-head matchups in New Orleans, but that has to date back to 2010. Both of these teams 14-3 and on the season, both of them scoring over 30 points a game on average this year. 33 for the Rams, 31 for the Saints, and both allowing low to mid-20s in terms of points against. 22 for the Saints, 24 for the Rams. New Orleans has scored 24 points or more in 12 of their 17 games this season. Rams did them a couple better, 24 or more in 14 of 17 games. Defensively, the Saints have allowed 23 points or fewer a dozen times this season, 12 of their 17 games. The Rams, only 10 times. Saints had a strong home season this season, currently 7-2 on the year in their 9 home games, outscoring opponents by a full touchdown, 32-25. to The Rams, however, pretty impressive away from their own building. They are 6-2 on the road this season, outscoring opponents by 9 points, 29-20. Both teams in these situations have scored 24 points or more 6 times this season. The Saints, 6 of 9 games at home. The Rams, 6 of 8 games on the road. At home, the defense left a little something to be desired, maybe, in certain contexts for the Saints this season, allowing 23 points or fewer only five times in nine games in their own building this season. The Rams allowed 23 points or fewer six times in eight road games. Both of these teams enter this game 3-1 and one in their last four matchups, the Saints being outscored by two points on average. So basically what that means is they won three fairly close games their one loss was you know a bit of a blowout saints have only scored 24 points or more once in their last four games they've allowed 23 points or fewer in a coin flip two of the four the rams meanwhile have outscored opponents by 10 full points in their last four games on average 33 to 23 they've put up 24 points or more three times in those four games they've allowed 23 points or fewer in two of the four Clean sweep for the Rams in terms of the total offense, pass offense, and run offense, but what an offensive game this is going to be, just like that matchup back in week nine. Total offense, it's two top 10 teams, Rams number two, Saints number eight. This is from the regular season, of course. Pass offense, Rams number five, Saints number 12. Run offense, two top six run offenses from the season. Rams number three behind Todd Gurley. Saints number six behind the Camara Ingram duo. Defensively, Saints have a slight edge in terms of total defense from the season, number 14 to number 19 for the Rams. The secondary, however, is really what has let the Saints down this season. So I think a lot of this game could very well be decided with the arm of Jared Goff. Foot number 14 secondary for the Rams this season, only number 29 for the New Orleans Saints. And even with that, they were still, what, 13 and 3 in the regular season? But head and shoulders, the most interesting matchup for me is going to be Todd Gurley versus the Saints run defense. Obviously, like we said, the Rams, number three run offense in football. Most of that has been Todd Gurley. 
The Saints, the number two run defense in the NFL this season in terms of total run defense. The Rams only at number 23. The Saints can really exploit the ground game in this matchup. I think they would be stupid not to. They got two backs that can do incredible things both in the run game and in the pass game. That will be the real interesting area to take a look at here. Gurley against the Saints run defense and what the Saints run offense can do or can't be stopped from doing. Saints, however, did take a pretty big hit to that run defense. On the defensive side, injury note, defensive tackle Sheldon Rankins, who Pro Football Focus ranks as the number 24 interior defensive lineman in the entire NFL from the regular season. It looks like he is going to be out. He's out indefinitely right now with an ankle injury. Not very likely that he will play again this season. That definitely hurts the Saints run game, especially with a punishing runner like Todd Gurley, who can just basically shove the ball down your throat up the middle. The Rams, just like the Patriots coming into this game, no significant injuries as of Wednesday morning. Their injury report is basically a clean slate. That's a big boost to the LA Rams that they don't really have to worry so much about a potentially injured player re-aggravating an injury. You know what? The second the Saints clinched their division, I think I even said it on video on episode that the road to the Super Bowl ran through New Orleans. And look, the Saints... They just don't lose on home field in the playoffs. I, I genuinely feel like this is the Saints' year. Now, they didn't look crazy, crazy impressive last week, but they got the job done. And I don't think they necessarily need to look crazy, crazy impressive this week, but they need to get the job done, and I feel like they will offensively, defensively. There's something about Jared Goff that I don't know why I don't trust him. But for whatever reason, I don't trust him. And I don't mean that as a slight. I just, I, like, I have to be honest. I just, for whatever reason, I in this game, I don't trust him. And maybe there's a small part of my brain that's like, yo, I just want to see a Brady Breeze Super Bowl. Maybe I just want to see a Brady Breeze Super Bowl. Like the old guard going out on their shield, right? Like Brady versus Breeze in the Super Bowl. You see all these young guns coming up. Can't forget about a guy like Carson Wentz, who I think is among the future at the quarterback position. But this is the old guard, man. This is could be like the last good time for these old guards of the elite quarterback discussion to have one Super Bowl, one more Super Bowl, one more run at things before these young guys take over. Maybe that's what I want to see implicitly. But I'm taking the Saints in this game because I just don't think the Rams go into New Orleans and beat them in New Orleans. They didn't do it in week nine. I don't think they're going to do it this week. I'm taking the Saints at home to beat the Rams. On the line, Saints are favored by three and a half points at home this week. It's noteworthy that neither the Rams nor the Patriots have been betting underdogs one time this season and until this week. Both of them are betting underdogs this week. Obviously, I like the Patriots to win, so I took their plus three. I'm not going to take the Rams because the Rams have only been like an average team against the spread this season. In games that are decided, or the spread rather, is less than a touchdown, I think they're like 1-2-1 one, and one against the spread. So I mean, three and a half points, it would be a really poor hedge, I think, on my part. We're going to go Saints 35, Rams 31. We're going to take the Saints 
minus the three and a half against the spread total in the game set at 56 and a half i think you would have had to have put this number at a low 60 for anybody to look at the under obviously what 35 and 31 66 points we're gonna go well over 56 and a half there you go folks the picks are in for the afc and nfc championship games let's go over them here with you one more time afc championship patriots chiefs i've got the patriots winning that game in kansas city 32 to 28 i like the patriots plus three against the spread in a game that goes over 54 and a half points and in the nfc championship game rams at saints i like the saints 35 to 31 over los angeles we're going to take the saints minus three and a half against the spread in a game that goes over 56 and a half points there you have it, folks. Those are the picks for championship weekend, but it is time now for the patented comment of the week. Comment of the week this week goes to the blind Canadian cat one more time, and it's just because his comment basically nailed exactly what happened last week. He said, well, we lost. That, obviously, we was the Baltimore Ravens. Twas a sad day. I was watching the game with a friend who's a Saints fan, and he was just laughing at me the whole time. Saddens me. Kind of want to see Philly beat Nola this week just to get back at him, but don't think it's going to happen. It didn't. Although I'm expecting a potential backdoor cover. Well, they did cover. Eight points is high and I'm up and down about the Saints secondary, which you absolutely should be. Eh, what do I know? Good luck to you, Justin. Well, good luck to you too, blind Canadian cat. Yours, the comment of the week from the Division Round episode. That's the episode for you folks. Championship weekend, two of the best games of the season, almost always, almost guaranteed. Let's have some fun with some explosive offenses this weekend. That's it for me, Justin, Bridgewater's Finest on YouTube, Blockbuster underscore guy on Twitter, fueled as always by the great folks at Nerd Tees. We will see you again shortly after Sunday. I'm going to get the Super Bowl pick out nice and early, give you plenty of time to think about it. It's almost Super Bowl time, folks. Let's get it.